I sit down on the floor with my dog and I'm playing with her. And then I went to get up and realized I couldn't get off the floor. Like I was literally stuck on the floor. But in that moment, it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, what was I, 52? I can't get off the ground. Something needs to change. Something needs to change. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I am your host, Carl. It's fantastic to have you here with us today. And I am joined by Lisa in LA. Lisa, how are you today? I am really great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show with me. You've got a story I cannot wait to share with everybody on the podcast and I'm really looking forward to hearing it from you. So Lisa, if I could ask you to start, as I always do, to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Lisa. (laughs) I live in Los Angeles. I am an actor and I also own an Etsy shop. Um, My story is similar to a lot of people. I started gaining weight at a young age and then it just progressed, started yo-yo dieting, My whole life, I was put on my first diet at nine. So that was like the fourth grade. I was the heaviest kid in my fourth grade class. And like I always say, it was, I would wake up every day into a world that said I needed to fix and change myself. Okay, Lisa. So it sounds as though, I mean, if you were put on your first diet at nine years old, this is something that you have been dealing with for for many, many years. And yes, it, it can't have been easy coming to terms with that or even understanding at nine years old what being on a diet meant emotionally as as well as I mean physically you understand the objective but how how did you feel or how do you remember being as a child knowing that you were on a diet uh you know on the one hand it was kind of great because it made me feel different kind of in a good way like I got attention but even though it was for a negative reason I was getting attention Uh, And then my mother took me to Overeaters Anonymous when I was, I want to say I was like 10 or 11. And that was too heady, I think, for a 10 or 11 year old to really understand an addiction and compulsive eating. I didn't really get it. And so for me, it just felt like pressure to be better. And and I couldn't be better. Like no matter what I did, I was always fat and then fatter. Because then it would, I feel like dieting had me Uh, how do I say this, kind of fed into my disordered eating. Like the more I had a diet around people, the more I hid food and snuck food and gained weight to kind of soothe myself. So dieting actually had my disordered eating progress, if that makes sense. It it makes perfect sense. And I, I guess if there was so much you being in the spotlight because of your weight, and yeah. at the same time, you were trying to cope with the, the emotional side of, of what you've just described. It would lead you to need to hide 
and do things secretly because yeah. that was probably a an issue or problem that you weren't sharing or, or at least one side of your troubles that you weren't sharing as openly because if I'm completely honest if somebody's overweight it's visible you can see that but then the emotional side is something that can be quite well hidden and guarded and and if the people who are trying to help you are not fully aware of that I can see it why it would do more damage than good right because I think a, a lot of times with when people are saying you need to lose weight they don't understand the full psychology of it. I mean, it's very easy to say, say to someone, just stop eating, just eat less, just eat until you're full and then stop. And I feel like for myself, I don't have full, like full isn't a mechanism that works in my body. I have like a mental override because for me, the addiction and how I cope is to binge eat, overeat, eat foods that are quote unquote comforting. So that kind of bypasses full or satiety. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. And this was something I myself was thinking about recently. I was in a restaurant last weekend and I realized it just suddenly came to me that nine times out of 10, when I'm in a restaurant, I will choose my main meal, not based on what I think is going to be the tastiest, but on what is going to be the biggest portion. And right where I'm going to get more bang for my buck in that sense. And it's to do with portion size rather than flavor. And I'd never yeah. really considered it before. And I will definitely, even if, like I said, something I think is going to probably be a nicer food, but I'm concerned the portion size won't leave me feeling full up at the end. Because if you go to a restaurant for me, I've got this connection of having to feel full or otherwise yep. you've, you've not enjoyed the experience, which is obviously not correct, but it's, it's incredible how your mind builds these connections and Absolutely. it becomes your truth. Yep. I, I honestly feel like right now I just got some of this while I was talking to you. Like I never got the whole that actually dieting is truly what made me fatter. And not that it's dieting per se, but that feeling awful from dieting had me comfort myself with food in private. That's, that's like a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah it's, it's quite profound really that the thing that you were doing to try and help the situation was actually making the situation worse and, and creating a, a deeper problem for you yeah because you know you hear that people say that cliched saying of uh i got fatter by dieting or dieting made me fatter and it's always like well how is that the case and now i actually see exactly how that is that's amazing yeah and and i think as well because of the fact that, that a diet is, I'd say, 90% of the time considered as something that you do for a short period of time to lose weight, and it's usually for a certain event or a specific occasion. And then after that, the reason I think so many people say the diet made you fat is because almost like a retaliation from being on that diet is to go out and eat more and drink more, and, and your, your diet becomes abandoned, and you do end up gaining more weight in a lot of cases. But tell me... Lisa, in your case, how did this run into your teenage years, for example, and, and becoming a young adult with weight issues? I dieted my whole life. I dieted from, like I said, around nine until I want to say like 27. It was just diet after diet after diet. Uh, you know, and then, and then in between binging and unhealthy eating, I was also a vegetarian for a long time, uh, but that was more because of my love of animals. It was very hard for me to eat meat. <laughs> um, but it's funny, being a vegetarian, you can get quite large. You know, potato chips are vegetarian. 
Um, but it wasn't until around 27 that I discovered the whole fat acceptance movement and body positivity. And there was something in that for me that kind of gave me some freedom. Uh, I started to feel better about myself. I started to have some less self-loathing, I would say. Um, and also discovered like that there were men who liked big women. So it was kind of like the whole world opened up to me in a way that I didn't have like through high school and junior high, where I kind of got to live those years as an adult, dating, and going to dances and not worrying about what I ate. That's really good. And, and something that I think is missing for a number of people in terms of finding some happiness because yes. of the issues they experience either through the, the physicality of, of being overweight or the internal, the, the mental health issues that can arise from that and that feeling of, of lack of confidence or low self-esteem, which are very commonly linked to, to people who are obese or you know suffer from weight management problems. I guess now they call it body positivity. Back then, it was more just like fat acceptance. I think, too, there was there's a, a fine line, especially now with those things, and we don't have to delve deep into that. But I think there was also some denial included with those feelings. But I think it kind of set the groundwork for me to to love my body and then to, 10 years later, actually look to take care of my body. Like, I don't know, I don't know that I would have done what I've done now had I not had that as a foundation. That's great. So, and, and this is quite a, could, well, this, this could also be quite a contradictive um, experience in that yes. body positive, well, for, first of all, I'm just going to say that for a lot of people, body positivity and acceptance of being overweight can be two different things to some people. And the reason I say this, because I, I know there's quite a lot of backlash at the moment about people who support body positivity at any size because of the fact there can be a number of health implications related to being obese and there's a concern and I say this with respect but there's a concern that by being accepting as a community socially it's actually encouraging people to stay at an unhealthy weight that will lead to further problems and a number of illnesses related to that if that makes sense right so I'm not sure how I feel about that personally. I feel that everybody should be respected and nobody has a right to make someone else feel bad because of weight. Any kind of differences should be respected and, and treated with care. But um, I do think that there should still be some encouragement for people to be, have a healthier life. And it sounds as though this is the foundation, like you said, that paved the way for you to be able to actually become healthier eventually when you decided to absolutely and that's really great and and we'll get to that in just a moment i just wanted to ask was there a, a specific moment for you lisa in which you said right okay i'm gonna make a change now and and i i would like to lose weight you know it's funny i i want to say that every time i went on a diet i said this is the time and then again like as you were saying before to kind of circle back every time somebody does a diet that means their life has to change. And that's really difficult because it means it has to change forever. There's no going back to driving through Taco Bell and ordering six things every day. There's no more eating a bag of potato chips every day. Maybe once in a while having a bite of something or a little bit of something. But the old lifestyle, we have to say goodbye to that. 
and start a new lifestyle, right? New habits, new, new daily things that we do that are good for ourselves. So when you ask me, was there a single moment or a specific moment that had me say, yes, this is it. This last time there was a thing. And this is so silly. I had, I was weighing at that time, probably around 325 pounds. And I should say my highest weight was 385. Um, but this was 325 pounds. I sit down on the floor with my dog and I'm playing with her. And then I went to get up and realized I couldn't get off the floor. Like I was literally stuck on the floor. And in that moment, I thought, I have a couple options. I can crawl to the couch and see if I can't get myself up. Uh, I can call 911 because I have the phone with me. Or I can wait until 5 o'clock when my husband comes home and have him help me up. But in that moment, it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, what was I, 52? I can't get off the ground. Something needs to change. Something needs to change. And I was able to get myself up by scooching to the this little step we have in the middle of our hallway and getting up. And it was a struggle. And when my husband got home, I said to him, maybe we should try something again. Like, maybe this is the time. And it took us about a month before we finally, like, did try. And we started uh, a ketogenic diet and joined the gym 2018. Okay, fantastic. And you say we. So was this something that your husband did with you? Yes, yes. I'm insanely fortunate to have a, a life partner to do this with me. Yes. Did he intend to lose weight as well or just from a, a point of support he was there for you? Uh, so yes, uh, to lose weight. He did need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. He wanted to lose weight. He certainly wasn't as large as I was, but he definitely dealt with being a, a, a chubby guy. Okay. And so now he is not that. <laughs> Fantastic. And I, I do think having that yeah. close support and, and being on a journey with somebody gives you a lot of extra help and, and can make that oh. much easier for you. And um, we'll, yeah, we'll talk it's about not that. lost on me. That's fantastic. And I, I'd like to ask as well, Lisa, before the the final diet or, or change of lifestyle, I won't call it a diet because it, it's completely changed your life. What things yeah. had you tried? And you just mentioned as well that from your highest weight, when you found yourself on the floor, you were actually 60 odd pounds lighter than your heaviest weight. So you must have had some success at some stage in, in losing weight. Mm -hmm. And, and tell yes. me about some of those attempts or, you know, the, the more successful ones that you had experienced. So from 27 to 36, my ages, I stopped dieting and said, this is it. Love me. I'm fat and I'm proud. That was for nine years. And then uh, in 2002, I had the amazing good fortune of being on the Oprah Winfrey show. And I was on her show talking about what it's like to be fat. When I was on her show, I told her I weighed 335 pounds. And the truth was I weighed 375 pounds, which is so funny. It's like, at that point, why are you lying? Like I needed two seats to get to Chicago. It wasn't a big secret that I was fat, but yet still I said that I was 335. Okay. So I was 375 pounds. I go on her show and I tell the world, I love my body because this is the body I have. And what I said was, when, cause she said to me, you love your body. And I said, I do. I love my body because this is the body I have. Right. 
how can I affect any change in myself if I don't love myself exactly how I am? So cut to a few months later, my husband and I went uh, on a vacation. We came home and it was just like, life was just hard at 375 to 385 pounds. It was, it was hard to travel. I felt really uncomfortable. And so at that point, we started Atkins. We both agreed, let's do something. So for around nine years, up and down, we, nine years, two, no, 2002 to 2018, 16 years, I bounced around every once in a while trying a low-carb diet because I'm a diabetic and eating a low-carb diet is really healthy for a diabetic and it also would affect weight loss. So that's how I was 60 pounds less from 2002 to when I started this final lifestyle journey in 2018. Okay. Thank you for, for clarifying that. And <laughs> I have to admit, I'm still still kind of in awe of the fact that I'm interviewing somebody who's also been interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm wondering if that elevates my status now a little as a podcast interviewer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll take that. I'll take that. What's interesting is that Atkins worked for you and, and Atkins is for many respects, very similar to keto and, and often what people refer to as the keto version 1.0 before yes. it kind of <laughs> changed into keto. So you made the decision that, you know, perhaps you and your husband were going to start this journey. And what were the first steps you took, Lisa? Because this is something very interesting to a lot of people who would like to lose weight themselves but don't always know how to get started so I always like to find out from my guests you know how did you get the wheels into motion what did you do first uh well the first thing we did was say we were going to do it and then I started watching YouTube videos of different influencers and people in the keto world and the day after that we joined the gym and we just started like I was barely able to walk 20 minutes on the treadmill without any incline, but it was a start. And that was the same way with the diet. It was like just a start, just cut out the carbs, you know, the starchy carbs, no potatoes, no bread, no wheat, no corn, really strict in that way. We didn't measure, we didn't track, we didn't do anything like that. But again, at 325 pounds, you cut out a huge portion of your diet, you're going to lose weight. Um, and it was just like how they say, like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's kind of how we started this journey without big lofty goals. We just kind of set, let's just do this day by day and see how it works for us. And That's then at the end great. of the week, what worked, what didn't? Yeah, yeah. Because I think for a lot of people, um, I, I've seen it, I've heard it referred to as analysis paralysis. And yeah. if anyone's not heard that expression before, it can be basically where you, you get so bogged down in the details and a lot of people would even use it as an excuse not to get started uh you know if you're if you're someone who procrastinates in all other aspects of your life then weight loss may not be any different but i think right just getting started that's really good advice and the fact that you went to a gym straight away i would imagine that must have taken some courage and yeah. I think it would depend, obviously, the type of person you are. But I've spoken to many people who have said that going to the gym is still one of the most frightening things to do if you've never been in a gym before. Absolutely. And and I still go at this point, I go five to six days a week. 
And what I know is that nobody is looking at you. Whether you weigh 325 pounds or 175 pounds, nobody's looking at you. They're all looking at themselves. And if you think they're looking at you, I promise you they're not. They're thinking about something else and looking right through you. It's it's all about the individual in the gym. I think you're so. Right. Don't let that be the thing. Yeah, don't let that be the thing that stops you. And and something else as well is that I know there's a common respect between all people who go to the gym, in which that everyone's in there to make a better version of themselves. And and when you look at it like that, and when you consider that every single person who walks through that door wants to improve themselves, there's there's no ego there. It's something to celebrate with each other and whether you've got longer to go on your journey whether you're more experienced in the gym whether it's your first day or whether you've been going for 20 years just the fact that you're all in the building with the same common goal i think can give you courage to think okay i belong here you know no matter where you are in your journey and like you say that i i don't think people go there to look at each other a lot of people are in a rush they have their workout they want to do they want to get in do their workout and get out and they don't have time to even acknowledge <laughs> a lot of other people in there. So also on, too, sorry. I just want to say, I think something super important about the gym is that the gym isn't what had me lose weight. I think the gym is what helped me mentally stay on a diet, like stick to a new lifestyle because it really, really, really helps me mentally. It eases any kind of anxieties that I have in life just going in there now doing, you know, 25 minutes on the elliptical or whether I'm lifting heavy things, whatever, creating endorphins and tearing muscles and doing all that stuff makes me feel so good physically and mentally. It has, it's easier to go home than and have chicken and spinach instead of Taco Bell. Wow. That's really interesting. It's a good yeah. point as well, actually, I think, because as we were discussing earlier, how important it is to have a balance not just between the losing weight but also working on yourself from an emotional point of view and, and ensuring that you have good mental health and well-being and so the fact that you you can distinguish the two and realize that that's working for you at that level is fantastic and I'd also like to look a bit more at the, the keto diet itself with you please if we could Lisa because I'll of be course. honest I haven't had so many guests who have followed keto and, and so you told me you just got started and keto diet for anyone who's not really um, knowledgeable of it is when you do limit your carbs to I want to say around 20 grams a day maximum for most people correct and um, which is is not a lot and so you can still eat carbs but you remove the starchy carbs which have the higher carb value so things like salad vegetables you can have those within limits because it's very hard to get to 20 grams of carbs by eating salad however you do have to keep that in mind because keto itself is a chemical reaction within the body in which your body is using fat as energy. And to actually reach that stage, you have to limit your number of carbs for a certain amount of days before your body will do that. Did I explain that well? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to expand on that at all? Or When you eat that way, your body creates ketones. And I'm just going to say this, your body creates ketones by eating that way. You don't need to fall for anybody who's selling ketones. Like I never drank ketones. I never took anything fancy. I didn't need any special anything to do what I did. I did this all just with food. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I think that's important, Lisa, and thank you for doing so, because I know that there are a lot of 
products out there that claim to get you into ketosis, which is when your body's creating yeah. ketones much quicker. Yes. And I think for yes. a normal person following just a normal keto diet, it can take up to a week before your body will get to that stage. And then this is why Correct. you have to be quite disciplined and consistent with not eating carbs because the moment that your body starts consuming carbs, you have to start the process again. And this is why I think a lot of people can struggle with keto as a diet. Yeah. And, and I also think people need to be, again, not a doctor. I think people should check with their doctor and make sure that it's something that works for them. Uh, as a diabetic, it did work for me because I was already testing my blood sugar all the time. Uh, one thing that's really, really important is that when you do eat this way, you're, uh, you lose inflammation, which is amazing, but you also need to make sure you're getting enough electrolytes, salt, potassium, magnesium completely easy to make sure you get those things, but it's not something that people are used to doing, which is like heavily salting their food. Everyone thinks that's bad for you. But when you eat this way, it actually makes you feel great adding okay. those extra electrolytes. Yeah. So what I'm hearing here, so, Lisa, is for anybody who wants to do any diet or any change of lifestyle, yeah. it's always good to get professional advice first. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, so tell me. Again, for me, when I start, when we started, like I said, we started just doing the the basic eat eat meat, eat some leafy greens, uh, don't eat any carbs. Uh, I was every morning having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was adding heavy cream to my coffee. But again, like I said, at 325 pounds, I could do that. I found that in time I needed to say, huh, why am I not losing weight? Maybe it's the heavy cream in my coffee. So I cut back on my dairy for a while, started losing weight again. And then I was able to add heavy cream back once in a while. I think with this lifestyle, you have to be willing to change it up. Find what works. Don't get upset if all of a sudden you gain a few pounds. Don't get upset if you something that worked for you last week doesn't work for you this week. It, it's all a practice. It's all just like trial and error and day by day you've obviously had a lot of success with this so your advice i think is very valuable to anyone who may be trying keto or interested in, in following a keto plan and when did you start your keto journey i'm just trying to think of a timeline now uh february 5th is when we started keto february 6th is when we joined the gym <laughs> okay fantastic so we're now into our fifth year yeah Coming almost exactly five years fantastic and how much weight, if you don't mind me asking, have you lost as part of your journey? 100, well, 150 pounds in this five-year journey, and it's a little over 200 pounds total. It's incredible. It's really incredible. Congratulations. You, you must feel very proud. And I'd love to know how this has changed your life. You know, it's funny. In big ways, it's changed. Obviously, I have a whole new life. I mean, now I plan on going on hikes, or I plan I go to the gym every day, or crazy things too, walking up to my car and going to get into my car and thinking, oh, that car seat is so close to the steering wheel. I'll never fit in. And then of course, just climbing in. I mean, just those silly little things, right? Um, being able to shop anywhere I want. I mean, and those aren't big things, but like going to a restaurant, fitting in a booth. Uh, I still have what I call fat brain though. There are still times when I'm, I will go into a restaurant, I'll look around and I want to make sure I'm going to fit because that's how I used to be. I still, we just flew in October and 
When I got on the airplane, I said to the flight attendant, I'm going to need a seatbelt extender. And she looked at me, she says, no, you're not. And I said, yeah, yeah, I am. She's like, no, you're not. And I said, oh, okay, if you insist. And of course I sat down, I did not need a seatbelt extender. But in my previous life, I always had to ask for a seatbelt extender on a plane. And I think what the most important thing that has changed is my health. Um, I don't know if this is a road to necessarily go down, but I've lost some very dear friends. Uh, I don't, I'm still loath to say that it's because of obesity but maybe it's from the symptoms or from the things that have come from obesity. I lost my best friend in 2019 to uh, kidney disease caused from diabetes that was brought on from obesity. And I always wonder and see that that could have been me. Like that easily could have been me. I was on that same path. That's so important. And, and I will just say, I'm sorry for your loss, losing a friend, Thank you. especially a, a close friend as well. And it must be quite scary in some aspects, like you said, when you can recognize that path your friend was on as being the one that you you were on yourself. I think there are so many things that are not within your direct control. And if you have watched the movie Final Destination, for example, you'll see that, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. But your health is something that you do have direct control over to a certain extent. And I think especially with obesity, it is something that only you have the power to control or make a change with. It has to really start from you wanting to make that change. And I know in your case, Lisa, you and your husband, you said, okay, we're going to make that change. And you, you said you feel a lot healthier for it now. And I imagine there are so many things you can do and especially the fitness you must have now from going to the gym as much as you do. Things you probably at some point never thought you would be able to achieve. Well, I can definitely get up and down off the ground now, which is (laughs) something that I still am shocked every time I do it. And again, it goes back (laughs) to the small things that you probably took for granted or or just didn't really recognize. And these are things that I've heard some, you know, some are quite funny things. Some are are really quite sad, really, when people explain them to me, how how it made them feel. But things like having to check where you park the car to make sure you're not too close to the car next to you so you can get out properly. And just small things like that, that as a larger person become your everyday life. And then obviously when you go through this change and it's no longer a factor, and once you get used to those changes, I'm sure it probably makes you quite a lot happier um, in your day to day. Definitely. Definitely. It's amazing hearing your story, Lisa, and I'm I'm very, very happy for you. And I, I wanted to ask what advice you would give to others who are either wanting to start a journey or are currently on a journey and may need some extra inspiration? Um, I think definitely the, the biggest advice is just to take it day by day, that to have big lofty goals, I think is wonderful in some ways, but I think it's also a recipe for failure. Had I started this on February 5th saying, I want to lose 150 pounds, I certainly would have failed. I absolutely would have failed because it's too easy to gain weight one day. It's too easy to fall into a food trap. It's so easy to feel depressed or whatever, and then just give up because I had done it my whole life. So day by day and be good to yourself. Just be good to yourself. I think we spend so much time beating ourselves up for things 
life's too short. Life is just way, way, way too short to get upset about the little things. So take your time and enjoy it too, because it's definitely, it's definitely a different life. And the process was definitely different than anything I've ever experienced in my life. So take your time and be good to yourself. I absolutely love that. I think it's so important. And I don't really believe you can achieve any long-term success in your goals if you're not kind to yourself and you, you don't give yourself a break. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing that, Lisa. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. And I'd like to know as well, in terms of sharing, if you're happy to share your Instagram account, because I've seen so many nice things on there, you know, from different meals that you cook, updates about your own journey, you in the gym, various things on there. And, and I think it would be a great source of support for a lot of our listeners. So are you happy to share that? Absolutely. And of course, when I made up this account, I thought it was such a great name. And I know it may be difficult for people to find, but the name is Yet Another Fork in the Road. And there's a bunch of underscores, but I think you can probably just get there by typing in Yet Another Fork in the Road. Okay. You're absolutely right. It is a great name. <laughs> I love the account name. And so, yeah, if anyone is having trouble with that, it is yet another fork in the road. And then where you would have a space, you have an underscore. That's probably the easiest way to Correct. explain it. However, there will be a link in the show notes as well. Well, Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And I'm very oh, happy to you. have you as a weight loss warrior. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. And I think it would be fantastic for us to check in in the near future, find out how you're continuing with your journey. Because although I'd say, you know, the, the weight loss part of it is over, you continue to work out in the gym and I'm sure there's much more in store for you in the future. Well, thank you. And, and where I am right now, I will say is I am in maintenance. I know that I can lose some more weight, but right now I'm just staying where I am and seeing how life is at this weight. And then we'll see where I go. Well, you've done absolutely amazing. So I think you have a lot to feel proud about. Take care of yourself, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.